The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome back to Old Space Show. I'm Brandon, and this is my companion, Stephen. Hello. This series of Old Space Show follows the intergalactic swashbuckling escape antics of Raj Blake and his ruffian crew in the first season of Blake's Seven. Today, we are discussing the third episode, Cygnus. Alpha or Cygnus Alpha! Alpha! Commandeering an alien. I'm not going to do the whole thing like that. (laughs) Commandeering an alien spaceship. Blake, Jenna, and Avon make for Cygnus Alpha on a rescue mission. What they discover is a threatening religious group whose divine ruler has cast the curse of Cygnus upon all the prisoners. Blake challenge he who must be obeyed in a society with currency of human souls all right the director of this one is Veer Lorimer he did lots of TV uh, including Z cars Zed cars Zed cars that's right yeah Zed cars <laughs> this Commonwealth is going Zed cars yep. Zed cars uh, he also served as a producer on Blake 7 here for 13 episodes and uh Steven, one of Steven's favorite Doctor Who serials, he played Tour Guide in Silver Nemesis Part 1. <laughs> there were a lot of people in that uh, in that scene which you uh, which you mentioned in Silver including Nicholas Courtney and Fiona Cumming. Fiona mm-hmm. Cumming was a director on uh, Doctor Who as well, so a lot of a lot of unseen cameos and for some reason Veer Lorimer, who I don't I don't think ever worked in any capacity on Doctor Who uh, was in there as well. Who knows why. Just hanging out. Uh, so uh, another writing credit to Terry Nation, as always, for this first season, uh, starring Gareth Thomas, Sally Nevette. That's one. All right. All right. Uh, Prince is playing in my head right now. Uh, Paul Darrow, <laughs> Michael Keating, David Jackson, Pamela Salem. Yeah. She of Robots of Death and Money Penny and Never Say Never Again. Mm-hmm. Peter Tudenham. Tuttenham. Tuttenham. Glenn Owen, Robert Russell, and Old Space Show regular and all-star Brian Blessed, who yeah. you'll remember from this show was on Space 1999 twice, and Doctor Who in Trial of the Time Lord. So they're pulling out the Brian Blessed card for episode three of Blake 7. Like, you have to go there at some point. Uh, I listen. I I mean, um, I, I I must confess, I've never seen him in uh, in Space 1999. I have seen him in I think the first two episodes of I Claudius from 1976. And you know, we remember Brian Blessed. I did my pale Im- imitation of him as well. He we get a little bit of that in this episode as well as the very bombastic you know Gordon's alive. Who needs to live forever? Die! from Flash Gordon and all that. But we re- must remember that he is also a top-notch actor of his film. If you've 
listen, watch I, Claudius for many reasons. I've only watched the first half. I need to go back again and, and start from scratch and watch it again. It's an it's amazing television. Uh, he's in the first two episodes, I think, and he is superb. I I have there there's a scene in episode two where I I cannot believe a human actor does what he does. It's that good. Um, I won't spoil it, but he's very very good. So he he's a very very good actor uh, who who also has a very distinctly powerful voice. Uh, it is very well cast as the leader of this uh, religious cult. I I love him. Campy not campy he. He's it. He's it. He is. He's one hundred. He knows the material that he's he does. In. That's yeah. That's uh, very good. Uh, and this one, uh, excellent production values right from the start. Like I love the shot of Pamela Salem as that moon is in the background. Like it right? is. She's I know. in a robe. Uh, they're by a fire, and just I'm just like, dang. Like that's like print frame. Put it on my wall. That's <laughs> it's that pretty. Like it's it's really good. Two and, night shoots in the first three episodes. I mean, impressive for. I mean, I can't. I I have. I can count on one hand how many Doctor Who night shoots they had in right. like the 1970s. And Blake Seven already has a couple. Uh, who's shooting here during the day? We only have night. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, change the story. Nighttime on. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. It's just yeah, it looks great. I, I like, and it's helping. It probably helps sell some of the cheapness to it, which. I noticed, in, I went back to look at some reviews from early on, and they were, like, poking this show at cheapness, and I'm not I'm not really seeing too much, like, cheapness. No, but think about when this show came out. So we're yeah. in January of 1978. And right. in, uh, this, is, this is so uh, fun. You know, obviously this wouldn't happen nowadays. Movies come out one place, they pretty much come out everywhere at the same time, give or take a week or two. Uh, Star Wars only showed up in the UK in late 1970, I think December 1977. It finally reached the UK after being obviously a, a phenomenon in North America. And so people were just now being introduced okay. Okay. to Star Wars and what that looked like. And then you get something that looks like Blake 7. And it's funny because uh, uh, as as this season goes along, there are a couple, you can almost tell uh, where people have not seen Star Wars who make Blake 7 and people who have now seen Star Wars and they make Blake 7 because there's some very conscious, we need to sort of like up our game a little bit or perhaps they were inspired by Star Wars a little bit and putting some different uh, action sequences in. So this is a very interesting time for science fiction. When Blake 7 was conceived, Star Wars is nowhere in anyone's imagination. And now, uh, by the time it's actually coming to air, it's in everybody's imagination, and it's what everybody's comparing science fiction to. Yeah, yeah. Blake Seven's literally in that transition, you know, because everybody's likes to point out that like the year before Star Wars, science fiction was Logan's Run, and then yeah. he jumped to start, and Blake Seven's kind of like uh, in the middle <laughs> of like trying to like, oh well, we were doing that, but now we need to shift gears really fast. Yep, to, to go there. And it's not an institution like Doctor Who where it can just be what mm-hmm. it was because that's what we expect, you know. That's that's what it always has been. Um, and Doctor Who kind of figures out itself and how to best utilize its budget a lot of the times too, um, which I was just talking about in the Sylvester McCoy uh, first era where I feel like Delta and the Bannerman is where they figure out what they can do production-wise best with that show. Um for that season, like mm-hmm. for the the rest of McCoy era, is kind of that feels like the one where like okay, this is this is where we can 
just where we can go and best serve ourselves production wise. Yeah, where we can spend the money and where we can save it elsewhere, kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, the the show in its early episodes here feels uh, like it's about discovery for both the characters in the audience, and it's kind of okay going along at that pace, which I kind of like. Yeah, you know, we we learn about what the various tricks of the trade of this new, you know, we learn about the weapon wall, about how you're only able to um to select one gun at a time, which I think is kind of clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the teleport obviously gets a, you know, um, further hammering the comparison to Star Trek a little bit because there's teleports there as well. Um, you know, we're, we're learning about the Liberator. Meanwhile, the, the, the lesser characters, so to speak, are, yeah. are, uh, adjusting to life on, on Cygnus Alpha, their, their new home on the prison planet. Oh uh, yeah. Just, there you go. Just hang out. <laughs> yeah. I, I figured they'd be doing some kind of like hard labor on it or something, but it's like, no, no, nope. just go there. Get off like, the ship, go. It it's it's it makes me wonder like why are you so concerned about what happens to the prisoners on the ship on the way to Cygnus Alpha when you're literally just dumping them off into the wilderness and they're just like fend for yourself. You're free now. We didn't kill you, we just took you to a place where you have no chance of survival. That's pretty much what they did. Yeah, this is kind of what Kirk did to Khan. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. A little bit, but... This uh, is Cygnus Alpha 5, yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah, the, the technology, we get the discovery of the ship, but the, you know, it's conceptually alien, um, and they pla- they practice the speeds of the ship. They... Uh, <laughs> Some amusing shots of, uh, of, of them with a, a fan blowing on their face. Yeah, yeah, the blackout effect. Yeah. With a negative hyperspace. Uh, we meet Zen, the computer... Mm-hmm. Uh, that takes commands from them, um, and I, I do love their reactions to um, first giving it instruction. It's kind of funny and genuine that they, they're like, oh, uh, "I guess standard speed." Yeah, I, and that's what they call it from the for the yeah. rest of the show. Standard <laughs> by six is basically what their you know cruise control is essentially. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe Zen is smart that way, and that just like you know, whatever. I'll adapt. I'll adapt to whatever you whatever you want to say. If you want to use kilometers, I'll say kilometers. If you want miles, miles. If you say standard, fine. You know, he figures it out. He sort of knows. Okay, you know, oh, stupid humans. All right. And the, the la- my last master called it zippity doo speed, but if you want <laughs> yeah. standard, that's fine. Fine by me. Less Let's syllables. Go. All right. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the Zen mentions it being called the Liberator, which I think it said took from Jenna's consciousness or something. Yeah. So it was called something else before, but now it's the Liberator. Mm-hmm. Um, with no view screen, or as a view screen, but no dash window or whatnot. It just... Nope. It's an alien it. ship. It's completely yep. different. You know, with these, uh, mm-hmm. these strange sort of like leaning chairs not even seats at all right they sort of lean back uh you know which is which is alien there's there's nice comfy couches in the, in the front because it's very 70s you need a sunken oh, yeah. living room if it's the 1970s uh everything's brown of course because like i said 1970s um yeah it's it's an impressive yet somewhat not impressive looking set i suppose but uh it's it's homey it's homey yeah it's more homey than cygnus alpha which has yeah. like crucified corpses that are like scarecrows mm-hmm. <laughs> that they they find. It's kind of ooh, uh, but yeah. And uh, Blake, of course, set, gets he tests the transporter to go down and hang out with them. Which, what do you think of this transporter effect? Cool, cheap, <laughs> not cool. <laughs> 
is it cool because it's cheap? Uh, yeah, exactly. My uh, my spouse Erica had uh, for the longest time had the um, the teleporter arrival sound uh, as her ringtone. Wow. Um, and, so you've had enough of it. <laughs> well, what I would know, what I would often do is it goes and then I would go bum 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 bum. It's not the it's not the sound effect and the effect. It's the fact that Dudley Simpson felt the need to punctuate every time they come down with some musical sting as well. So you can't help but think that the actual sound of the teleporter is the, the teleporter with a little six-person orchestra playing music immediately after it. <laughs> yeah, this is true. It, co- it comes with a six-piece orchestra. No. Yeah, uh, and it's different. It's slightly different every time. It's not the same sip of music. He changes it up, but he always has it there, and it amuses right. me every time. Yeah. Um, so the Sigus Alpha, the it's got a kooky religion thing going on there with uh, Vargas, played by Brian Blessed, and the uh, the prisoners are being you know brought in to be part of it, um, which they're led there by Pamela Salem. So like, it's Pamela Salem. I give it a couple services, see how things work out. <laughs> I would uh, I would follow Pamela Salem circa 1977 yes. to a lot of places. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it, guys. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get why they go. Um, and I'm, I'm realizing here that uh, to that Gan he comes from the Matthew Berry vocals Gene Pool. <laughs> go go As on. I, had, I was looking aside when I was watching, and I just was like, wait, what? That kind of it's not Matthew, Matt Berry, but it's like he's got that kind of strong, gruff voice. That. Oh, oh! I see what you mean. Okay, I thought you yeah. mean like Stephen Toast from Toast of London, but you're yes. talking about what we do in the shadows, perhaps more. I don't know. Uh, well, no, I've, I'm very Toast of London, all the way back yeah. to Dark Place, and yeah, Toast. <sighs> but yeah, um, very yeah, kind of kind of got that 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 vocal inflection that they could they could do things together, right? But um, yeah, uh, so uh, other vocal inflections like uh, Blessed. Um, there's a myth that this is based on that the, the when you get on Cygnus Alpha, you start getting a disease and you die, but you need the medication. To, to So we're back to where they were on Earth being controlled by, mm-hmm. by things. Um, Brian Blessed. Um, so there's that whole thing going on there. While, uh, meanwhile, Jenna finds clothes on the ship. <laughs> Just wait until season two and they find obviously a whole wing of a wardrobe they never found in season one. Because I find, you know, June Hudson becomes costume designer in season two. And let me tell you, June Hudson is as an operatic as a costume mm. designer as I've ever seen. So the costumes in this uh, first season are somewhat tame. Uh, but a good thing that Jenna found them, I guess. Yeah, so we don't have to wear the same thing every week on the show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty much set there. Uh, and yeah, Blake gets caught in this whole thing, and Vargas, uh, yeah, he brings all the, he goes, so he goes down there, he comes back, he takes a bunch of bracelets so they can, they think they figured out the bracelet thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so uh, he gets captured, Vargas starts crushing bracelets. Is he strong or are they just cheap? Uh, that's because <laughs> you know, like, is he supposed to be a superhuman? Because he just sort of. And the, the funny thing is, is like we mentioned last week about how, or a couple weeks ago, how Blue Peter showed you how uh, to make teleport bracelets at home using mm-hmm. cardboard and stuff. And I feel like you know what the 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 
teleport bracelets that they showed on Blue Peter were probably a better quality than the actual ones used in the show because you can you could hear the styrofoam yes. sort of crinkle, you know, like he's just he's just crushing up styrofoam at this point. They probably had like one like hero shot one. I was like, yeah, that's a good yeah. one, and then a bunch of like flimsy, <laughs> flimsy stuff. And and you know what? The, the, some of the best security they have for these old British shows is that they were shot on video. They can never yep. be restored to a full HD where their cheapness might be even more apparent. Try, quite they, possibly. You know, and also, you know, if you shot that on film, you would probably um, not use the sound of the styrofoam being uh, <laughs> torn into bits. But because right. you're in a live multicam studio sort of situation and all the mics are sort of live, it's tough to get around that. And That's so true. we oh see all of it. Yeah, I. You know what? I look at the making of Star Wars, and I think this looks just as cheap as Doctor Who. But the fact that they're shooting it, you know, on film and and thus have the ability to edit around the cheapness, it it looks better than it is. But you know, there isn't a lot more money being spent on Star Wars than there is in uh, in Blake Seven and Doctor Who. Right oh yeah, now, you know, it's amazing. I took a summer of 2000 after I graduated high school. I took a trip to New York, and I went through a tour of Thirty Rock, and there was one of the news. Can't remember what news show it was, but it was this fancy looking set when you watch it on TV. But up close, there's no chrome; it's duct tape, and it's not wood floor. It's a yep. linoleum with just hand drawn lines to look like wood grain. So, pretty interesting what you can do. <laughs> it's a whole cheat. The entertainment yes. industry is one giant cheat. It's an illusion. It's the greatest mm-hmm. magic trick of them all. Yeah. Uh, so Vargas here, he wants to take the ship. He knows there's a ship up there, the Liberator, and spread his religion across the galaxy, and he'll give him drugs and, for the prisoners in exchange. But uh, he's got the line, like, human souls are our currency. Our God is bankrupt without them. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. It's a good one. Good <clears throat> it's, good, it's a good grift he's been uh, he's had going here for I don't know how many years, mm-hmm. um, leading this uh, this thing. So handy that the uh, the Liberator dropped into his lap like this. Yeah, there's an interesting uh, side story. Like, so the the sort of just like, well, we have to include them here. And Jenna and Avon's story does get interesting when they keep finding more wealth and stuff up on the ship. And yeah. Avon's like, let's just go. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. Uh, what do you want to be, rich or dead? We may never have this opportunity again. And Jenna is like, so she's not fully good at two shoes. Like, mm-hmm. she, she does. I mean, Hold none on. of them are. Let's face yeah. it; they are they are all criminals in their own way. They weren't they weren't in that criminal ship by mistake. But thinking of like this is 1978. This is writing mm-hmm. dudes writing a female character. They could have easily been like, oh, but she's gonna be. She'll hold out for Blake, but she's got her bads. They keep her ambiguous here. Like I, yeah. I like that. Like there could have been the attempt to just goody two shows the girl character, but she's like, you know what? For my conscience, can we have an hour? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, she waits an hour. Yeah, wait an hour, and then then we'll be fine. Then we can go. You know, that is kind of nice. Yeah, you're right. That's a that's a good point. I never thought about that. They they sort of like they kind of lean towards maybe a potential relationship between Blake and Jenna. It never actually gets very far, which is right. good. I'm glad it does that. It, it makes Jenna her own character uh, throughout her time on on Blake Seven, and uh, I do like that. She, uh, you know, she's the conscience. But she's only the conscience of the of uh, you know the ship compared to Avon, who is willing to just go right then and there, yeah. uh, which is 
you know, it, it really shows both their characters. Avon is ruthless and willing to just abandon Blake and everyone else on there and go right away. Jenna is too, but only after an hour. <laughs> right. Right. She's like, you know what? She's a person. So it, it's more so she's a person of her word than she is like, you know, there for Blake. That's right. I think, yeah. yeah I think that's more there, to her than that. Mm-hmm. There's honor to that thief, so to speak. Yeah. That, so that was, yeah, just interesting. Interesting. Some of just like, you know, you think you could, you've got a handle on how things are with the TV back in the day. And then it can surprise you like, oh, well, that's like kind of a clever spin. But that might be Boucher, too, mm-hmm. um, throwing that in there. Um, but, yeah, so basically there's a revolt at the church. Some of our uh, potential seven die. Uh, I believe I, I was read, doing some reading, and they said Arco and Selman, who two of these randos that die in the right. revolt, they were close to being part of the seven. <laughs> there were, uh, apparently it was going to be, there was a, a scenario where it was Blake and then seven people, and those were two of them. <laughs> that so makes sense. Because when you people. think about it, Blake's seven, Blake yeah. and the seven would, would make more sense. But then they 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 felt it was too crowded. So I'm not surprised. I mean, it's it. Let's face it; it gets crowded enough with six human mm-hmm. characters, <laughs> let alone eight. So, so sorry, Arco and Selman. Yes, uh, you have to you had to bow out and uh, lost your chance on board the Liberator. Yeah. And also, Point unfortunately, wire. Pamela Salem gets impaled and dies during this. Yeah, it's um. Let me tell you, we mentioned Vera Lomery. This is his first uh, time directing uh, the show. He becomes producer in, in season four and stuff. Not my favorite director. <laughs> not my favorite <laughs> director. I feel like action scenes are not his forte. He always seems to cut after the action has happened as opposed to cutting on the action. Right. Uh, it happens a lot in fight scenes throughout this time on Blake 7. And I feel like the scene where... Uh, I can't remember even who throws the spear on film, uh, and then we see it impaler. Right. She's already impaled on videotape, and you know, I I feel like hmm, maybe you should have brought her to the um, Ealing Film Studio with you when you shot that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's pandemonium. There's no yeah geography to it. It's just dude, action and and action, <clears throat> yeah. and I want you to see this, and then eh, yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, we end up teleporting up uh, some of the main cast members and our guest star, Brian Blessed, to the Liberator, uh, where you know he tells him the disease whole thing's a sham, mm-hmm. and and uh, he goes, "I ruled. I ruled a small prison planet with never more than five hundred people, but with this ship, I could rule over a thousand planets." <laughs> and then they. They shoot him into space, good, and he blows good, up. <laughs> good, good thing that he's slowly walking backwards while giving yes. that little, uh, that little speech of his. You know, it is what looks to be like skater shoes or something. Like those are really interesting shoes he's got on. Yes. I don't know, you know what kind of shoes he has back on uh, Cygnus Alpha, but yeah, and then he yeah. blows up because that's what would happen. You would once you get teleported into <laughs> space, you instantly blow up. With Maybe it's right. <laughs> Maybe it is by Cygnus Alpha. Like, you know, who are we to cast? Uh, we just saw Reiko fly. Maybe we didn't get to see him blow up. He like was a slower. Yeah. Maybe if you're smaller, it takes a while to blow up. Or maybe there are within the uh, the the atmosphere of uh, Cygnus Alpha when uh, when the Liberator was orbiting it or something like that. So who can tell? We're not the scientists here. Who can tell? Who can tell? Yes. Uh, yeah. So he, yeah. Goodbye, Brian. Blessed. Thank you for 
you know, giving the uh, Blake Seven show street cred yep. in its early, uh, his bless Brian Blessed's blessing. He did. He did bless the. It, it's tough to cast. Uh, you know, some actors you might see in the same program uh, twice or more. Uh, as different characters, very difficult to cast Brian Blessed later on down the line as a different character, uh, because Brian Blessed is his own thing. So Space uh, Nineteen Ninety Nine uh, did it. Um, oh well, oddly enough, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm intrigued to see those two episodes and compare them because that yes. would be quite something. One of them, he just looks like Brian Blessed. The other, they put some white stripes in his beard and his hair. <laughs> That'll and do it. And he's an alien. So well. Yep, well, that's, look, that's how you do it then. That's how you do it. You make them you make a human one time and an alien the next. So Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the there's some other Federation ships that find him, but um, they, they run away. He's, and Blake said, when we figure out how to handle this ship, we'll stop running. Then we'll fight. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And then you're wonderful. We get our first song. information from Zed. Oh, uh, that's the first one. Wow. Yeah. And. Uh, Raj Blake, Genestatus, Caravan, Villa Restal, Ola Gan, and Zen, the computer, come together to form Blake's six? Six. Six. Well, there's, there's got to be a there. seven somewhere, right? Somewhere. somewhere. That somewhere could be next week. But for now, Stephen, that is uh, what we have. So uh, please share with people your information. Information. I am Legopolis on Twitter. Uh, I'm also a co-host of two ongoing and one soon-to-be uh, reignited Doctor Who podcast, uh, Lazy Doctor Who Radio Free Scarrow, and the Memory Cheats is out there as well, uh, which will be springing into action in 2023. All right. Hashtag Pamela Salem's Lot. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. My written work is on whysoblue.com. There's more for the Brandon Peters Show as we continue the final run of Summer of 82 at 40. I think we're at, at this time, maybe the last episode. I don't know. I could be wrong. Recording this and not looking at calendars. But for World Space... <laughs> if it takes all my life, I will destroy you, Blake. I will destroy you. I will destroy you. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.